When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris is your pick, Chris. So you going to get it started. You wanted this. Go get it to this theme music. Show enough. Who's the master? Show enough. <laughs> he damn right. What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent. Chris. Anita. And this is the home video hustle. We do what, Christopher? Hustle, motherfucking hustle. You damn right. And you heard the drums. I don't give a fuck. That is March. It's still Black History Month marathon for that ass because we do two months because fuck you for giving us the shortest month. We taking two, motherfucker. And we, we take st- it over. Exactly. Fear of a black planet. You can't stop it. It's coming. Chris, you've been wanting this movie on the show for literal years. Like... Even before I came to California, when we did, it was just us over in the apartment, me, you, and Cameron. And even when it was me and PJ, he was like, yo, y'all should watch The Last Dragon. Yo, we should do The Last Dragon. Yo, you should get The Last Dragon. Guess what? God damn it. We got The Last Dragon for you, Chris. Show enough. Why? <laughs> because I saw this when I was like six, something, eight years Perfect old. Perfect age over, for this. Over <laughs> baby house. I, I caught pieces of it when, over Damn it, Chris. <laughs> you did it again. And I was I, for years. I, I was trying to figure out what was I actually watching. What, what was it? What is this movie? I asked that a couple and times then, now. Watch, I'm sorry. And then years later, I found out what it was. I, I think shout out to Colt Forty Five. I found the uh, review through them, and I was like, "This movie sounds familiar." So I went and tracked the movie down mm-hmm. and watched. I was like, "This is what I was watching years ago." <laughs> brain so blast. I, it was literally was a brain blast watching it watching this again and that's why i went and bought copy myself like a uh, a little bit later what was that that 25th anniversary edition is that what it was yes i remember when that got released it was always in the video store when i would go so that's why we doing this okay oh and before we get any further i'm gonna say this now to give her some time anita's picking the next movie so you got all episodes to think about what you want to do no you didn't tell me i was gonna have to announce it (laughs) yeah Uh, I mean, or I can just pick another movie. You got to the end of the show to figure it out, baby. Tell me on the spots. Said chop chop. That's right. Show enough. Show enough. Did you know anything about this movie? We're watching a romance movie, but give me a minute. Well, there you go. I've never heard. Sorry in advance. I know. I'm I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. You're welcome. Chris did the he for those that ain't on Patreon watching the video. Chris just like legit fell back in the seat, did like the coffin pose, like I just died and shit. <laughs> I just died in your arms tonight. Must have been something she said. Uh, all right, so did you know about the Last Dragon at all? No, not at all. All right, 
I got baby story for this. I've never seen this movie. This is an easy Brent's never seen. Everybody gets mad when I tell him I've never seen this before. Honestly, most people I know that talk about this movie talk about it in Chris's ass. It's like, oh, I love that movie. Like, I looked on my letterbox page with all my friends I follow. Most of them gave this four stars. I think pretty, I know the homie Markellis shout out gave it four stars on there too. So it's a well liked movie from everybody I know, but I never watched it because. Years ago, I was sitting at home with mom. I had to be around the age, Chris said, probably like six, seven years old, flipping through channels back when we only had like four or five of them motherfuckers. Yes, kids. It was like that back Mm -hmm. then. But this movie was playing. And it was actually the scene where he was in the movie theater watching Enter the Dragon. So it's the very beginning of the movie down there, pretty much. Yeah. And I was, and mom just cracked up laughing at it. And I was like, why? I stopped it. I was trying to, I was like, why? What's up with this? Because I kind of, it kind of caught my eyes. You know, you see the black dude, you see Bruce Lee and shit. Like, oh, what is this? And mom was like, oh, that's the last dragon. She's like, that movie sucks. (laughs) She's like, that shit. She sucked years ago. She's like, that movie was so corny, bro, back in the day. So I was like, oh, and then I watched it for maybe another minute or two. And then I turned the channel. It's like, oh, well, if it's whack, then why am I going to watch this shit then? <laughs> this is the first time I'm seeing any scene or anything from this movie since that day. I've avoided wow. it since then because she always told me this shit was whack. And then everybody would talk. Like Andy, you know, our Uncle Andy, he'd always say it was whack too. So <laughs> I called it, um, when uh, when I was a kid, I called it at the climax with uh, the fight with Shonuff. I, I will say, I've seen, bi- I've, no, I sound like here, say Chris's line. I've seen pieces of it in various other media, you know. Pieces into pieces. There you go. The, the thing I remember to know about this movie the most, of course, is Shonuff. Like, more than <laughs> Bruce Leroy, because I sent you a link to it and I showed it to Anita. He had the Buster Rhymes video where he recreated mm-hmm. that part. And I was, that's what my biggest thing I knew it from that scene in that Buster Rhymes video. Go watch the Dangerous video if you've never seen it. You'll love it, folks. <laughs> For wrestling fans, there was actually a wrestler. That was to calling himself the Shogun of NXT. Remember the name, Chris? Ah, uh, I forgot. Oh, uh, I, was, I thought he might know the name because I don't remember. Either. <laughs> uh, it's not Hideo Tommy. No, it was a black dude. Um, oh, black dude. Um, I can't remember what his actual name was. The end. It was, I think, it was like Brennan Williams. Might oh be. yeah, um, I know who that is. Uh, but they changed his name because he was one of the maximum male models. For his name it was like Marseille or some shit like that. Yeah, Mace and then Marseille and then he, yeah, and it was then, that shit. And now he's just he he goes by his name again. He's Black Otaku now, basically the great Black online. Otaku. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, so, so he even there was a gimmick before they took it from him. He was doing the show enough gimmick in WWE for a while. So I've seen this shit through pop culture osmosis. But this is mm-hmm. the first time I've ever in my life sat and watched this shit from start to finish. It's all thanks to Chris. And that's a sad story. It just felt like in the, uh, WWE just did not know how to handle this dude, period. WWE mishandled a lot of people. But now you got to wonder, was it WWE or was it Vince McMahon? That's probably the question. both. Because the thing is to be running smoother. It probably would have been a lot smoother without Vince McMahon. But Yeah, there's a whole story. I'm not getting into it right now because we got to yeah. get into episode 339, The Last Dragon. I'm sorry. I've been fucking that title up. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon came up in 1985. An hour and 49 minutes. How much y'all think this cost to make? Uh, right, back get my, get my volume ready. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's Gary, yeah, Gary Gordy. Barry Gordy. Put some money into it. I'll say that. Oh, okay. I'm going to say three mil. I'm going to say. Wrong! More than that. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A lot I'm more so happy that. Chris went first. That would have been embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> a lot more than that? He said three. I'm definitely. It's oh, it's more than five more now. Okay. I'll say 12. Now you're too high. Wrong! Okay. There you go, Chris. That gives you a good middle. You want to try one more time? Eight mil? Wrong! 
This cost $10 million to make. I was going to say 10 too. Damn. You say that, hey, Chris, you got to go with the gut, playboy. How much I thought you think? 10 would be too high. When you said too high, my brain went to like, it wasn't 10 then. I'll tell you what, give me how much it made. You think this was a hit, the theater? Something tells me, since it got buried in the annals of time, I don't think so. I must say it probably only made about 11, if that. So you think it barely made its money back? Yeah. Wrong! It made more than 11, Chris. This was a hit when it came out. This made money, dog. For 8 1985, oh, this was a hit. I, mean, <laughs> okay, I figured I, didn't do, I enjoyed it. I didn't think anybody else did. You said 20? 20. Wrong! Higher. Oh, wow. This shit made money, dog. I'm telling you. What year was this? 1985. Oh, wow. I'm going to say 40 mil. 40. Now you're too high. Wrong! Well, any guesses or you want me to let you know? You get any more anymore? Nah, no, take us. Don't take us. This cost $10 million and it made $33 million. And I was going to say 35. You would have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is like as much as like, like you said, Chris, it's kind of been lost the time a little bit, unless you're just into like movie stuff like we are. But no, nah, this was a hit when it came out. <laughs> and we'll talk about why. I have ideas of why it was a hit. IMDb score is something point eight out of ten. It was seventeen thousand three hundred eleven votes. Something point eight. Seven. Seven. Anita. Six. Six. Anita's right. Six point eight out of ten. Ooh. So kind of high for IMDb. Actually, that hurt why at the end. You said, "Oh, cheater!" Not me. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why at the end. Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics, out of 100% accumulatively, do you think the critics like this movie? I'm going to say uh, 72. Wrong! Too high. Mm. It is fresh, though. I'll say that. 60. Wrong! She PJ'd it. 61%. So just over fresh. So the critics actually like this shit, surprisingly. I didn't expect that when it came out, or when I read that. <laughs> audience, though, you think the audience fucked with it more than the critics? Less or about the same? I'm going to say 65. Wrong! 72. Wrong! Both of you are too low. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> 77? Wrong! One more? It's higher than that. 79. Wrong! 86 percent whoa yes i think that's honestly one of the highest review movies we've done for the place no it's not it's, i mean between all three being almost a seven on imdb is fresh on both i'm pretty sure harry Potter. i think the highest thing no, no, you no, have done black history on here Python. oh black history the highest thing we've done on here was it scarface no 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 i'm talking about just for these like, these two months the black movies months. oh black history month i think shaft is the only that. thing that's probably been maybe higher with shaft so pretty much well liked by everybody for the most part. And it's directed by Michael Schultz. And that is a name I recognize, but I don't know why I recognize it off hand. So I want to say, I think, he, I think he did Cooley High, if I'm not mistaken. But let me double check and see, because that name is super familiar. He did Cooley High. He did Car Wash. He did Crush Groove. Chris, we've talked about him before. Oh, um, yeah. we, he did Disorderlies, the Fat Boys movie. He did Carbon Copy. I think that's Denzel Washington's first studio picture. Never seen it, but I have it somewhere. He did Bustin' Loose and Grease Lightning and Which Way is Up. So he did three Richard Pryor movies. And then he did a lot of young Indiana Jones movies. He did The Jerk 2. Yes, folks, there was a sequel to The Jerk. And it didn't have Steve Marvin in it. And it sucked. Mm. He did. I've never, heard of, I've never even heard of The Jerk, so. Really? That might have to no. come up on the show then. The first line in that movie is Steve Martin looking into the camera and saying that he was born a poor black child, Chris. So there you go. I won't say I'm going to spoil no more than that. Um, okay. He did The Spirit. 
not the one that we did on the podcast. He did the 90s or 80s. No, it was 80s, The Spirit. Mm. And then there anything else here that jumps out at me? Uh, he did Hammer, Slammer, and Slade, a black exploitation reunion movie from the 90s. Need to review that on here one day. And I think that's the only other thing. Oh, he did Living Large, another black movie from 1991. Never seen it, but I have the record. It was just a do- it was a dollar at the record store, and I looked at it, and I was like, I've never heard of this movie, but I like these artists. So one day I'm going to have to find that movie somewhere. So Michael Schultz fucks with black folks. He down with mm-hmm. us, it sound like. And the last... He down mm-hmm. with the Jungle Fever. He down with the Jungle Fever. We ain't got the Spike Lee yet this month. <laughs> so it's starring Ty Mock. Just Ty Mock. Vanity. Just Vanity. Julius Carey, Christopher Murney, Leo O'Brien, Faith Prince, and Glenn Eaton. A lot of familiar faces, but you won't know the name unless you see the face along with it. Yep. The faces are familiar. The names, not so much. That's right. So the movie starts, Chris. You can see Ty Mock training. Ty Mock is playing Bruce Leroy, a.k.a. Leroy. Was it Green was his last name? Yeah, Leroy Green. But we're going to call him Bruce Leroy. Yeah. That's more fun to say. And he's training with his master. Then the homie starts shooting arrows at him in the middle of his training. And your man's just like breaking them. And he catches one in his hand. And the master's like, how the fuck did you know that was the blue arrow? And so basically he feels like he, he uh, him uh, and Bruce Lee are in like a couple of people that like ultra instinct level. Like if you know your Dragon Ball Z. Mm, I about to say drop or, anime references on it. They say ultra instinct is being able to react without being, without reacting. Basically, it's like the art of fighting without fighting, huh? Seeing something coming and be just be able to react to it, uh, or not even be seeing it coming, just react to it w- without spidey mm-hmm. sense. Pretty much. <laughs> there you go. For the other people that don't know kung fu and anime terminology, it's his spidey sense. Yeah. And you find basically. out about the glow. What is the what's up with the glow, Chris? Let them know. Bars. The glow is basically. <laughs> again, if I go back to my Dragon Ball Z reference, is him just. That's probably I call it uh, closer to fully mastered Ultra Instinct or going uh, and for us lower go Super Saiyan. Basically, I was about to say our Super Saiyan. That's the term we all know. I yeah, ain't never heard of Ultra Instinct. That's some that, new shit. Uh, it's Dragon Ball Super. There, yeah, that's some new shit. There you go. I'm about to say mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about that one. I'm too old for that one. But the glow is what he's seeking. He's like when you when you reach the end of your journey, you will get the glow or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Some of the when mumbo you, and when you, fi- when you finally realize uh, the uh, the power within you, basically, then uh, you'll fi- you'll finally reach the level you need to. You are you're already there physically. You just need to re- you just need to uh, realize Mentally. your own potential. It's gonna take him a while, folks. <laughs> oh it's gonna take the, almost the whole goddamn it's movie to uh, need a chagrin. The last second, yeah. Mm-hmm. We but, all figured it out before him. Yeah, it's like you dumbass. This is when you need somebody to smack him inside the head real hard. He did. <laughs> oh, that's true. He did actually. He tells him you got to go on a new journey. You got to do this on your own. I ain't your master no more. He rips off his little patch or whatever he had on his shirt. I'm like, you got everything except the last one. And when you get that last one, you'll have a glow, motherfucker. And so he tells him to go find some dumb goy. Do you get it, folks? <laughs> some dumb guy. I didn't get that. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Originally, when I first saw the movie, I didn't get it. But then after, after uh, hearing it later on, I was like, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what movie. This is one of the kung fu movies where the dude went in there he to the restaurant being an asshole. He's like, what you want? He's like, yeah, let me get some young guy. And I forget what movie that was, but as a kid, I was to crack up at that shit. Just like in... um, It sounds familiar. Is that... um? Oh, which movie is that? Is that Return of the Dragon? Bruce Lee movie? Or is it Fist of Fury? I can't remember which one off the top of my head right now. But it's the one where the black dude goes into the restaurant trying to beat up everybody. He's like, yo, 
let me get some Chinese spare ribs. And the dude looks at him, he's like, what is that? He's like, oh, you don't know that? He's like, let me show your man. Then punches him in his fucking ribs and shit. Wasn't it in the dragon? It wasn't in the dragon for goddamn sure. I think it's like it's the one he's fighting in the rest. I think that's Return of the Dragon, the one where he fought Chuck Norris at the end. We reviewed uh, all well, these movies on the fought. show, folks. Go back and listen to it. Big Boss was, was the one that we Big Boss Chuck is the Ice in. Factory. Oh, what? that is? Yeah. Damn. Again, see, no, it's, 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 it's not even that many movies. <laughs> all wishing together in my head somehow. He only did like four of them motherfuckers before he died. Or five, whatever. I'm glad Anita got to see Enter the Dragon, though, before we watched this, because she got to see, mm-hmm. see Enter the Dragon in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because in the next scene, he's watching Enter the Dragon at the movie theater. And if you, like, back in the day, you would go to, like, the little grindhouse theaters. And that's what this reminds me of. And that's probably what would have been playing that movie, like, 12 years after it came out. Because people in there throwing popcorn. They smoking weed. They in there yelling at the screen and shit. All the stuff you would see at, like, grindhouse theaters back in the day. Mm-hmm. And neither would not have liked grindhouse theaters back in the day. <laughs> no. My sakes, we went to go see the Lion King stage play yesterday, and she was mad that people was like, what did you say? They was talking on their phones or some shit? The girl next to me kept, like, taking video of the play on her phone, which is, like, completely disrespectful. And then... It's copyright. <laughs> yeah, and especially when the the little attendants and the... I think literally are walking around. The ushers. Oh, yeah. The ushers are walking around with phone-free zones, like yeah. telling everyone to put their phone away, put their phone away. And it's just like, it's just not the place in the time. And then her and her mom kept talking during the whole movie. like, And not just like, oh, that was so cute. Like, I'm not saying that you have to be completely silent. Like, you can make comments. Like, we made short, yeah. brief comments throughout about stuff. Just real stuff. quick, every now and again. But no, they were like, well, when were you born? 1989? And this came out in, oh, oh, yeah, you would have been. Whole-ass conversations. Like, whole-ass conversations. <laughs> it was so annoying. So I told them to be quiet. Didn't they shut the fuck up? She talked one more time, and I like, I was like, you got 30.3 seconds to shut up. And she shut up. <laughs> Because that was so, it was just so annoyed. It was so annoying. Hell, half no fury, Chris. <laughs> oh yeah, you just back the fuck up. And it just makes it even worse. It's like, don't come to this predominantly amazing black play. They're mm. white. And be so disrespectful. And then, like, you can't even follow basic instructions of not being on your phone. Like, your privilege is showing, and it's really <laughs> And why are you so excited about this that you feel like you need to disrupt all of the rules mm-hmm. to take video they said they were going and to talk. Disrespect. <laughs> it was just annoying. I'm off my I'm off my horse. Nah, but let that shit out, man. Cause I know that shit annoyed you. Cause I was sitting there because I legitimately because like I liked The Lion King when I was younger, and that was the first time I had seen anything with The Lion King probably since I was a kid. Cause I watched that movie so much, I got so sick of that fucking movie. I <laughs> like I don't watch this no more. Like I'm burned I think out. I did that with the Latin. Mm. I didn't do it with Aladdin. I, the video game I got burned out with, but the movie never had that. But that Lion King, I said, because I loved it as a fucking kid, man. I watch it all the time. I remember, I told her the story. I remember when we went to Kmart, me, mom, and nanny. And I mm-hmm. begged them, like, yo, let me get the Lion King. Let me get the Lion King VHS tape. Let me get it. It's right there. It's right in front of you. Come on now. I'll be good at school. Now. All that shit. And they bought it for me. And I watched the fuck out of it for years. And then one day mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I don't watch this no more. I did that with Finding Nemo because somebody. <laughs> had us watch it every single goddamn day nanny used to love space jam and ari killed space jam for making her watch it every fucking day <laughs> that happens man you love a movie you just watch it so much you're like i don't watch this shit ever again now 
Especially if you're yeah. forced to watch it. It's that like, too. okay, you love it so much, you want to keep rewatching it, but then to have someone like force you to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so like, nah. Well, and it's also because chicken and collard greens. <laughs> yeah, well, that's on the camera. is the only person in this fucking universe that, that has, about that like, line. even remembers that line. I <laughs> even heard that line. <laughs> He's the only fucking person. I remember it, but I'm, he's the only one that takes it into, into extra context for no reason. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like I said, we watch this so much that, you know, you start memorizing lines. So it's like, we know they say it, but it's like, I, it never hit. <laughs> it never was like, whatever. It was goofy. I don't know. To me, it made it relatable. I'm like, I like that's everyone camera. likes chicken and collard greens. And that's, that's, that's exactly point. what his issue is that he says. He's like, oh, they're going to make black folks eat chicken and collard greens or shit like so whatever. But also, if I came home and then I was like, what you making? And she was like, chicken and collard greens. I'm like, hey. I'd be so excited. I used to make my mom make me fried chicken every year for my birthday. You still do, don't you? Nah, she'd stop because... I feel oh, bad. Yeah, she true. can't like taste it while she eats it because yeah. she has those allergies now. So that's right. Yeah. Hey. One day we doing Space Jam because it hasn't been covered yet, and we will have Cameron on the line for that. Yes, <laughs> he's the one for that. Next time, maybe we come to Ohio, I have to just sit his ass down, making white. He'll do it. He'll talk shit, but he'll do it. Yeah. But the last dragon, though. Leroy's sitting in the theater watching, and I did laugh because he's watching Enter the Dragon. He's eating popcorn with chopsticks. I did laugh at that. I, when I first saw that, uh, when I came, uh, went first and rewatched this movie, I was like, the fuck? Has he got chopsticks? Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Never seen somebody do that before. I never. You know, funny enough, I've seen people eat veggie chips with chopsticks, but not popcorn. Mm. Well, then you don't get it all over your face. It's like those little things Patrick gave me. Like the little ones you put on your finger and they're like finger chopsticks. That's what I was talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, Cause, remember, Justine said the same thing. She said she uses chopsticks to eat the fucking yeah. the chips and stuff too. So I'm like, okay, I never thought about that. It might be good for like, like some Cheeto fingers. Yeah, you don't know, like Cheeto fingers. You hate when people lick their fingers. I despise niggas licking their fucking finger. That shit makes me sick when I see people. <laughs> do I do it. It's so hard. I know you hate it. So no, I'm no. I mean, to do it. it doesn't bother me as much now as it used to. But when I was younger, you know, to shout, I love my brother. Y'all know that. But he's the reason because I'll never forget. It's PTSD is what it is. Because Cameron does that shit. He'll lick his fingers. But see, we had a bag of chips. It wasn't a, a personal bag. It was a big bag of chips. But he was just had a bag and we were just sitting there eating them. And I reached into that bag and them chips was wet. Yeah. Oh, no. That's gross. And, oh, I, no. and I didn't catch it at first until it was right at my mouth. Because I didn't feel the moist part until it was already going in my mouth and I damn near threw up. Oh, no. Never again did I die. I love you, Cameron, but never again did I do that. <laughs> okay, I get that. It, it's I lick my fingers at the end, like when I'm done. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the end. I'm done and not eating out the bag, though. I don't do, I do I don't like do that to lick my fingers. No. I go to the sink and I wash my hands. Oh, I don't. I'll I, don't. Do I know where my hands been. I ain't putting no shits in my that, mouth. I'd have thrown that I mean, bag at you, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew, yeah. <laughs> nah, everybody. You know what, how dirty them cell phones are nowadays. That's true. I do clean my cell phone, though. How good? I though. clean the doorknobs in our apartment, remotes, the high kind of light switches. That's why I just wait for you to go to bed and then I like sanitize everything. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I still don't trust it. Like, public enemy said, you can't trust it. <laughs> But, man, yeah, he eating his popcorn and then Show Enough steps in. Chris, explain to the people who and what the fuck Show Enough is. Show Enough is the Shogun of Harlem. And he walks in and tells him, am I the baddest? 
Oh, you ain't on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what do the, I don't even remember what they said back to him. What they show said. Enough. Oh, show. Oh, duh. Ha. All right, do it again. My bad. Am I the baddest? Show enough. Am I the prettiest? Show enough. Am I the baddest? But no, down the. Uh, uh, Look, Chris forgot too. I don't even remember that whole part. <laughs> <laughs> they got the gist of it. Now I don't feel bad no more. <laughs> but he steps up, and it's like a. It's not. It's not the brother. It's some other little kid that's like, "Yo, Bruce Leroy, whoop your ass" or something like that. And he's like, "Who said that?" Yeah. And he pulled the little dude up, and he's like, "Who the fuck gonna whoop my?" Ass? And he's like, "Bruce Leroy." And that one of the henchmen says, "Bruce Leroy is the only is the only key to his." To stopping his supremacy. That's right, because I said exposition for the camera. Mm-hmm. And he goes over there and starts fucking with your boy. And your man just unbothered like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But before they could even get to scrapping, some random motherfucking like tough guys step up to show enough. And they get to fighting and they get their ass beat. One dude got super fucked up because they end up fighting on the stage. And he put the dude in like a like a ankle lock, I guess. And he, mm-hmm. I, don't, I think I need to look down. I was like, it's a good thing she did because she wouldn't like to see it. But he grabbed his ankle or his foot. And he just started going like, like oh, all the way. Yeah. Huh? Did he bite it too? That's right. He bit it afterwards. Yeah, he he, t- he took his ankle and like bent it the opposite way in both directions, broke the shit out of his ankle. Yeah. But they didn't put no sound effects though, I guess, because it's a kid's when you can't put. But you just showed him doing it. He was like, ah. And then he started, like Chris said, he started biting on his fucking ankle. Mm-hmm. And then I think he looked up and just saw Bruce Leroy just left. He's like going out the side door, like hey, I'm done with this shit. Like Leroy, we gonna fight one day or some shit. Yeah, like that. pretty much. And he introduced to Laura. Well, Laura was her last name, Chris. Charles. Thank you, Laura Charles. She's basically a video jockey for those of you who don't remember because they don't have TRL and shit no more. She's the host mm-hmm. of a video music video show, basically. But she's mm-hmm. kind of got like a mix of like like Soul Train and. Fucking video soul mixed together or something like that because she got people dancing there too. And they actually start playing DeBarge because, like I said, this is a Motown movie. So they got, they got, we, we, the night. yeah, we own this shit. So fuck it. And they play, I will say this, Chris, this whole little section right here, you know, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna just say every line because I actually ended my note right here with what I'm about to say. So they play Rhythm of the Night, they play the whole video pretty much. Mm-hmm. And you're introduced to Scheming White Guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mind just blanked. I'm looking for their name, Eddie. Eddie is Eddie one Arcadian. Of them. Eddie Arcadian and his lackey. He's like an old boxer or something like that. They're scheming because yeah. he's fucking with some white chick that supposedly does music. Well, not supposedly, she does do music, just not great. Angela. Angela. And he's like, I want to get my. And Anita brought up a point here because she's he's adamant about getting her video on Laura's show. But mm-hmm. Anita asked me, what? Why her show? Like, just put her video out there or make your own show. He clearly had money. He had a whole piranha tank. Like, well, that was the boxer's tank. Uh, he kept telling him he needed to get rid of that yeah. shit. Rocco, yeah. Uh, Rocco. Oh, it wasn't his. I mean, his office looked like he had money. Oh, he had so money, yeah. He had money. It's like, was, just put oh, her see, video out you, there. Spoilers for later, he was paying the uh, the video uh, the video girls with quarters. Well, he could to go use at the arcade machines. Oh. Uh, That's what that was. Because remember, they, when he was interviewing all the thugs, they was at an arcade. Because it's the 80s, Chris. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, said, I, said, I, was, I take it as he 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 shows like he got money, but he's he's over, he's he's trying to make the uh, next best thing happen for him so he can get money. Well, it's, a, it's just like it's just like going to, through history, folks. The black people got their thing going, and the white man went in on it. Is what the mm-hmm. fuck is going on here? I could easily make my own show, but motherfucker, I want her on your show. Yeah, because with with Rocco. He he um shopped him around as a old, as a boxer trying to make him a heavyweight champion, but Rocco kept losing his fucking fights. This is also a key point here because it's also as that Eddie, you know, Eddie has money. Eddie is very incompetent. 
in what he does. Mm-hmm. And that could also mm-hmm. be another reason why. And if he probably, maybe he did in the background try his own show and it probably bombed. Biggity bomb, yeah. biggity bomb, bomb, bombed. Biggity bomb, bomb. But since Laura is the hot shit and her show is the big thing around here, we can get her on there, get her to break the record, and then it'll get popular. So that's his whole goal is just to break her fucking record for now. It does change later. Mm-hmm. And then I burst out like, what the fuck? Because William H. Macy popped up out of nowhere. Didn't expect to see him. This is his first acting role. It had to be. Because <laughs> I was like, and he looks exactly the same in 1985 as he did in 2005 too, which is crazy. Yeah, man did not start aging until like 2005. <laughs> no, I'm saying he looked just as old here as he does like 20 years later. Yeah, that's what he came into the business looking like he was 40. Oh, yeah, yeah, he just looked old. But he's there and he's, I guess he was working with Eddie because he's like, yo, I got this dude that wants to have a dinner with you. And she's like, no, fuck him. I don't need him. Fuck him and his record, basically. And he's, and he's like, just like, you got to do this for me. Please, please. Please, baby, baby, gut, please, baby, baby. Throat, please. <laughs> and she's like, no. And she goes out there and sings because this character is played by Vanity, which is, you know, one of Prince's girls, uh, the, you know, Vanity mm-hmm. Six and all that shit. So she was out there singing because she likes what I do. And this is when I wrote the note right here. And I put this entire sequence is killing the mo- pacing in this movie. This shit goes on so goddamn long. They established the fuck out of this character in this damn location. I was like, please get on to the Bruce Leroy. Because I'm telling you, this whole scene that started with her VJ and her introduces the VJ, the white dude scheming, your boy uh, William H. Mason, and her singing. And then they played a whole DeBarge video damn near. This is at least like 10 fucking, almost 15 minutes of this movie. This movie's an hour and 49 minutes. This could easily have been cut out and it made it at least like an hour 39. Because this shit goes, I was legitimately starting to be like, all right, bro. Like in my head, I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, let's get the fuck. I get her. I get who she is. We got bad guys, we got video. Now we got to watch her sing. But I guess Vanity was like, fuck you, I'm singing. Yeah, yep. her dance moves were really throwing me off of liking her. I didn't even check out her dance moves. I guess I was just so anxious to get done with the scene, I didn't even peep it. Was she dancing? She kept doing this like, little... Oops. You even laughed at it I a couple of times. Did I? I la- yeah. Uh, like, I mean... Like, I-, I don't know what oh, she was doing. Yeah, yeah, it she was, was doing like, like, really weird. It was like she was doing the motherfucking Monster Mash or some shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I forgot about that. But yeah, no, nah, it, was, it was not great. It's very at nineteen eighty five. Yeah, she was adorable. Though. Yeah, eighty five. Okay, fine. Yeah, but this is actually our yeah, second yeah. time reviewing her because me and Chris, not me and Chris, me and PJ talked about a movie way back in episode three called Never Too Young to Die, where she was a love interest in that. I think she's in like three movies. She's in this, that movie, and then um, we haven't done it yet. But Action Jackson's another one that she. I think she might be in fucking Purple Rain too, since that was Prince's movie. Uh, I would not know because I've scrubbed Purple Rain from my mind after getting uh, having to sit through that. For those that don't know. Chris's mom is a huge Prince fan. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and guess what, yeah. Chris? I've never seen Purple Rain. I want to watch that one day. So, one day, as I was actually debating about if it was going to be this month. <laughs> oh, God damn. But if Anita going to hit us with something crazy, I won't double whammy you like that. I'll save it. Depends on what she gives us at the end of this show. So, Anita has your fate in her hands, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, she, after that pace killing scene happens laura is leaving the building that night to get in her whip and everything and leroy just happens to be walking by and they lock eyes instant attraction with each other but she gets in her limo and goes away and she's like hey driver where are we going he's like oh don't worry about it and you find out don't that's, worry not, about it. that's not her driver it's one of eddie's peoples and he pulls over to the side up the street a little bit and the other little gang dudes trying to little thugs trying to get into the car 
and Leroy is there to whoop they ass because I guess Le- they oh I mean they didn't go that far up the street so I guess he probably still would have been in eye view watching what was going on so he probably just ran I up the street I don't get why they did he didn't just drive him the whole way it's weird that he stopped to let the other dudes in the car ain't it yeah <laughs> Because it just left him open to getting their ass beat. Well, I think she would have been on alert. Because remember, she talked to the driver like it was her normal driver. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah." I think that would have creeped her out either way. So they probably needed to try to act fast. Oh, well, maybe they didn't have the the auto lock. You know, in a lot of movies, when they get kidnapped, they have those locks that lock. And then you can't open them back up. Oh, again. this is 85. They probably didn't have They that. probably did. So they had to stop and get the thugs in the back, I guess. But yeah, so that they get their ass beat, though. And your boy ends up dropping his uh, medallion, his Bruce Lee medallion at the master gave him. And she picks it up. So they are destined to meet again, folks. I like this fight scene. What's up with it? What would you like about it? I like the one, the part where he put the guy in the open window. Oh, he shoved you through the open window and the dude yeah. woke up and was like, what was the like, fuck? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your boy was whooping ass whenever he did fight. But like a spoilers, he don't fight a lot. I think that's like a part. I mean, that's like a part of his characters. He's like no unnecessary fight. Well, that was Bruce Lee's thing. He always talked about the art of fighting without fighting. But then Bruce Lee also beat the shit out of a lot of people in those movies, though, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bruce Lee's thing was like basically like we the hood rule. We always say all the time, you don't fuck with me, I won't fuck with you. Right. But then people love fucking with Bruce Lee. And that's Bruce Lee's thing, which I thought was going to happen in this movie because it's always, not always, but it's a lot of times a big thing in Bruce Lee movies where you fuck with my master or you fuck with my teacher or you disrespect that goddamn Shaolin Temple. Bruce Lee was coming for that ass. Only reason it didn't happen was because this ma- this uh, master was pretty much already out the door by the, by the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I thought he was going to get beat up by showing up at some point, but they ain't never come into contact with each other. Because I think that's the whole f- uh, Fist of Fury movie with Bruce Lee. Is That's the whole thing is that they went in there and fucked with his school and fucked with his master. And they, even, yeah. there's even a point where he punches the dude like, he's like, you kill my teacher. Why, 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 why? And he, every time you say why, he's punching that motherfucker in the chest. So no, Bruce Lee whooped that ass if he was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked that he didn't really start whooping ass to the end of this movie because they was fucking with it. Like I thought when that pizza scene happened, it was on. But we'll talk about we ain't got there yet. <laughs> but yeah, they lock eyes. They go to his dojo. And while, because I guess your boy got a whole dojo. He got the little homies in there. They all train. There's one goofy ass kid. Never got his name. But he took the uh, art of fighting without fighting thing differently. He's like the art of fighting without knowing how to fight. Oh, you talking about... um. Uh, Jimmy, or I think was his name is it? Jimmy, that sound good. Little Jimmy, he in there talking. She like, yo, I just basically you just pose on the ass. You name Jimmy Wang or something like that. I don't know. I didn't get any name for the little homie. I just know he was a dude that couldn't fight until the end of the movie. Spoilers. <laughs> but his whole thing was, you know, he would do like the Bruce Lee like posturing, jumping up and getting loud, making little noises and shit like that, like Bruce mm-hmm. did. And then basically got, scaring people got, off. He's got a little bit. He's like half Asian, so he can he can pull. He he's trying to make it look make himself look intimidated, so he can pull it off. Yeah, and then when the old boy kicks him one good time, he's on the fucking dirt. Mm-hmm. And he tells him like, "That's not a good strategy, my brother." <laughs> he think of something else. But before long, your boy Show Enough shows up at the dojo, Chris, and he says a line that has been used and said by a lot of rappers, and I didn't realize it came from this movie technically. But he tells your boy. Because he bows to him and is like, I'm not about to fight you. And they like, look at this bitch-ass nigga bowing and shit. It's like, I tell you what, get down and kiss my converse. Kiss my converse. So I think it's a Mac-10 song. He says, kiss my converse, like show enough in one of them songs they where they was dissing the East Coast and shit with the West Side Connection album. But yeah, he tells him to kiss my converse. And your boy actually goes to do it and he kicks the shit out of him. He's like, you bitch. 
getting down on your knees, motherfucker. Well, he, didn't, he wasn't going to do it until uh, until your boy Jimmy decided to Oh, try yeah, to Jimmy it. got yoked up. That's right, because he was over talking shit, trying to do his little fighting without knowing how to fight thing, and he immediately got his ass beat. So, yeah, he had to do it so his homie didn't get his neck broke. But he ain't fighting back yet. He goes home, chilling with the family. And did you notice in the firmly. scene with the family? In the scene with the family, <laughs> the little girl that he got the chopsticks to, that was the little girl from the Cosby show. Did you really? Know, you noticed that? I forget what her name you was on the Cosby. I've only seen night. No, it's what the character name. Oh, the character. I can't. Oh, yeah. Rudy? There's, an, Rudy? There's another yeah. baby actor in here, too. It's who? There's another baby actor in here, too. Another baby actor. You had yep. to tell me when they show up then. Oh, yep. I think I know who you're talking about. Yep. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. It's, I think I need to fuck with that person, too. When I'll wait and find out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, him and his family find out that his mom and well, his dad owns a pizza shop, and I guess the mom works in there with him or something. Mm-hmm. And the little brother is a little shit kid, basically, for most of the movie, talking Brick shit Vanity. to him. The little brother is trying to smash Vanity, but he like 12, so you know that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he saw he's talking like he been, he been around smashing everybody left to right. He talking. No, you're not our kids. So I remember when we was younger, we would talk all that shit, not knowing a damn thing what we talking about. Right. Yeah, he was a little much. Yeah, I would say you wasn't really a fan of that character. No. They were having him do a little too much for my taste. Like, damn you, Barry Gordy. But yeah, it was like Chris said, he just a lot of like, oh yeah, that's my lady. We going out on a date. And he's talking shit to the brother because the brother's up on the roof meditating or something. He's like calling him all kind of names and all that. But they both see Laura on the TV. And he, of course, um, not Time Mac, I don't know what his name was. Bruce Leroy sees her on the TV. He's like, yo, that's her. He's like, yeah, that's my lady right there. I'm going to go out with her and do whatever the fuck. He's like... Yo, can I go with you? Is he trying to meet up with her again? Little brother's like, nah, got, motherfucker. Yeah, that medallion. Yeah, you got to get my shit back. Got to get my rope back. But they end up going into the pizza shop and they're talking and he finally convinces him to take him with him to the place. He tells him, you got to kiss my hand and all this shit like that. Your boy kissing a lot of hands and feet in this movie. He, he had him uh, ride on his back. And, and rap. Rap, yeah. And he had no bars. Not one whatsoever. None. And so, but they do finally end up going out there together. But it's too bad because Laura done got abducted again. She will be abducted at least three times in this movie. Mm-hmm. But she gets, actually gets swooped because the um, the boxer dude goes in there disguised as a production worker, puts her in a uh, production van and drives off. But he leaves his clipboard. Oh, I had a smart moment. You see what happened? I said Rocco actually had a smart moment. Well, not really, because then he drops his clipboard that has Eddie Arcarian's fucking name on it. So you know immediately who took her. <laughs> I mean, swings and roundabouts. I'm about to say, Chris, defend that. I dare you. <laughs> He's a dumbass. He's, uh, well, he doesn't show up yet, but he, Eddie is there showing the video. What's her name? Angie's video to uh, Laura. And it's hot garbage. Trash, or as my mans would say, that shit is a, a two pack of ass. I like her, her songs, really. I do. I thought they were catchy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I got they, Maybe they not two pack ass. And I liked her character too. Like I thought she was sweet, and yeah, her, I like that she tried to help her in that moment too. Yeah, the character one eighties a little bit because when you first meet her, she just looked like a little ditzy, like dumbass, little pop girly or something. But she does change. Mm-hmm. She has an arc here, folks. Mm-hmm. Little baby right. arc, not much of an arc, but it's an arc anyway. This music video's got like Cindy Lauper vibes all over it. That's what she reminded me of. I definitely think they was playing off that because I had the same vibe. Chris looking at her. I mean, I guess it's not the worst eighties song, but it's pl- it's supposed to be terrible in the movie terms. Like it's because just like she won't even look at it. At certain points, and dude like grabs the back of her head and turns her head to the TV so yeah. she can't look. She's not it. proud of it. She's just doing it for him yeah basically yeah you also find that out later she's like i'm not playing this shit bro and he's like say that again say what you, what'd you say 
He's like, I'm not playing that shit. And he's like, all right, look, I tried to be nice. I was going to take you out and let you order a la carte, motherfucker. <laughs> but now we got to do this the hard way. And then that's when girly steps in. What she do, Anita? Tries to, like, change it to say, like, she's just saying that. Like, she tries to stick up for her to, like, keep her from getting hurt, which I thought was sweet. Yeah. She's like, what you, what you mean? Let me know we need another night to think about it or some shit like that. But fuck all that shit. Here comes Leroy. And he comes in there dressed up in a little ninja costume, throwing stars and fucking everybody up. Beat everybody ass. There was something we missed where um, when the dudes went back to um, Eddie after getting the ass beat by Leroy the first time. It was oh, like, yeah. It was, a bunch of, it was a bunch of black guys. Yeah, he's like, it was like 10, 15 guys. Black guys. <laughs> and I said, oh, black guys. Huh? Oh, shit. Now it's serious. <laughs> now we got to send everybody out. But then everybody again get their ass beat. And, you, and he, Leroy actually grabs up homeboy by his collar and he's like, I'm going to get you for this. And he pulls off Leroy's hood. And of course, he's like, oh, it's, and she, Vanity, she's like, it's him again. Oh, shit. And he almost kills this motherfucker unknowingly because he's like, hey, hot hell, why don't you chill out or some shit like that? And he puts his head inside that I piranha pit. Cold water. There you go. And unknowing, he doesn't realize it's a piranha pit, but he puts dude's face in there and everybody starts screaming like, yo. And he pulls him up and he even looks confused. He's like, what? Why are you bugging out so much? Nigga, it's just water. But no, it's not just water, folks. Mm-hmm. That was set up earlier. That would have ended this movie a lot earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think the they try to play as the piranha took his uh, his either his toupee or took the top of his hair. He was bald the whole movie. I thought, except for one scene. I only caught hair in one scene. I know. I don't remember him having hair or anything else. It may have been, it's made to, and that may have been when it, it took its toupee. Then nah, the toupee's there later, homeboy. Because ah. when he went to go in, um, get show enough later on. Spoilers. Mm. He had the toupee because that's why I thought it was weird. I'm like, why did he put it on for just this one scene? <laughs> it was weird but I don't know but yeah but he saves girly and she go back to the crib or takes him back to the crib and she's like here I got your medallion and he hype he like that's all I'm really worried about but she trying to get some dick cause she's in the Thanks mirror putting like movie. pretty much and your boy is not catching on to it until way later but she's doing mm-hmm. her hair like puffing up her cause she got that big ass 80s hair so she's trying to make it look alright and she goes over there sits down and then she's like trying to get a little close to him. And I forget why, how he excuses himself somehow out of this scene. I'm thinking of the later scene with Bruce Lee, but there's some reason he gets out of there. Chris, do you remember? Just awkwardly says once he gets the medallion, he's like, um, I have to go. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he does just bang out on her. Yeah, because he like trips over a table or some shit too. Mm-hmm. So he goes to find out because like it's the master to him to go find some dumb boy or some shit like that. Some, some dumb, dumb guy. Goy. There you go. And these motherfuckers outside dancing. They like not break dancing, but it's like three Asian homies <laughs> and talking with extra black scent and they like just fucking with him. And now I was wondering about this movie because it's like, is it a 50-50 appropriation going on? Because you got, of course, Bruce Leroy, black dude. Doing the whole, you know, Bruce Lee thing. He's wearing like the, you know, the, I don't even know what those things are called. Like the Asian equivalent I, of like daishikis and shit. Like, I don't know what the I'll fuck they're called. In the, the gi. Uh, yeah, like gis and shit. There you go. It's, but then, then uh, the Asian dudes are like wearing the like, kangos and got gold chains and all this shit. So it's almost like back to back appropriating. Like you did it, we doing it too, motherfucker. So my thought was fair is fair when they was writing it, probably. Which I always thought was funny because this because there was a whole video I saw one day where they were just talking about like you know why do black folks love kung fu movies as much as they do? Why are black folks such fans of Bruce Lee? And they were breaking it down saying that basically if you watch like a lot of kung fu movies, a lot of the struggles and pro- plots problems there yeah, can't talk that they have in those Pop. movies correlate to black folks a lot it's always like some big man trying to keep them down and they got to fight for their you know liberty and all this type of shit or. Somebody like a lot of times in like the Asian movies, it was like the British motherfuckers like fucking with them yeah. and shit. Yeah, so like, it was a lot like, of the it, same it, battles. Basically, 
basically uh was it like World War One uh segregation there and shit, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of crazy shit you're gonna read about a lot of that. But really yeah. big problem. <laughs> but it's just like I think it was Fist of Fury where they um there was a scene in that where Bruce Lee was walking around, and it was like a zoo he tried to go into, and it was like I think it was a white dude and it said like no Chinese allowed or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. There's a, Chinese Japanese separation there. Mm-hmm. That, and that's what I said. There's a lot of that similar type shit going on. So it's like black folks watching, like, yeah, I feel that. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the same thing when a lot of Asian cats would listen to hip hop. They they brought that up too. And they would talk to people on the street and they're like, yo, you know, I can just understand how to feel in the struggle, that type of thing. So it's like a close correlation of struggle there between the two. And that's why folks gravitate. Because if you like go to a lot of like, like I know in Japan, I, they showed a video like it's just Germany too, actually. It's a graffiti, like all the stuff in here don't like, like the breakdancing, the graffiti and shit is still big over there. Like they're still up on like a lot of classic hip hop stuff. It's not like that here, unfortunately, no more. But it's just crazy how the, the cultures all, you know, intertwine with each other like that. But that's basically what's happening here. But of course, it's used as a joke though here because I guess it's supposed to be funny that they're doing all the things. It's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. And they're dancing around and they basically tell Bruce Leroy to fuck off. And so he's going to come back there later. Don't worry about that shit. Now, here's the scene I was talking about where, I, like I said, Bruce Leroy should have got that glow immediately. Because show enough shows up at his parents' pizza shop. And he destroys that shit. It's funny because I was telling you, they look almost like Sal's from Do the Right Thing. But Do the Right Thing hadn't even come out yet. <laughs> and he even made a joke. He was like, you know, people thought that me opening a uh, pizza shop was going to be crazy as a black man, but now everybody know my slogan. So it's almost the inverse to do the right thing about to happen here because the black dude on the pizza shop is about to be... Well, no, it's still black folks fucking it up. I take that back. Mm. <laughs> and he even throws a fucking... He doesn't throw a trash can through a window. They throw a chair through the motherfucking window, though. So that's the one difference. But he yep. goes in there talking shit to the mom and dad. The mom is like throwing dough at him and shit. And he's like, oh, word? And he like breaks the table in half, just slams his fist right through it. <laughs> Has, has everybody fucked shit up in there? Yeah, that, like they flip tables over. He's kicking their little jukebox TV thing, whatever that is. They put little brother inside the garbage can. And then on the way out, they kick the door one more time and completely fucking destroy that door. That was crazy. I love the <laughs> mom was the only one like really fighting back. She was like throwing pizza dough at them and stuff. I was like, go mom. Yeah, dad was acting like a little bitty bitch for real. Yeah. He wasn't doing He's like, please don't do that. I don't even own that machine right there. He's like, bro, if you don't get the fuck out, where your gun at? He, he, think, he think about the money behind all everything they break in. Well, she, she's just like, get, get them out of my house. He looking at it from the business standpoint. Like, I got to pay for that. I got to fix that. And she like, no, nah, we going to whoop that ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't know. She was really like, she was, she was on that shit before, but when they threw her kid in the trash, it's really that's when she started going crazy, mm-hmm. throwing pizza mm-hmm. dough. And she was no, the dad stopped her. She was trying to get those little metal tins that they put the pizzas in, and she he was grabbing like, no, no, chill out. <laughs> She's about to start whacking them motherfuckers like frisbee action on their bitch ass. But dad she let that playing. shit slide. Nah, she wasn't fucking right. You threw my son in the trash, motherfucker. <laughs> Pull him out. And he got look, uh, spaghetti and shit all on his hair and everything. You know, I'm mean, gonna go fix that hair. But um, <laughs> Leroy shows up afterwards, and Anita did call that they was all going to be mad at him. But it was really just the brother talking shit to him. The brother was so annoying. Tell me about like, it. Little kid, mind your own business. This is grown folks' business. As he's like, man, you, everybody, you know this is all your fault. Everybody know you scared to fight show enough. Everybody know you kissed his converse. You a bitch, basically, in so many basically. words. Everybody said. <laughs> and your man's is upset about it. But then, proving Anita's point once more. Mama came up and gave him a hug, and it's all right, baby. 
Aww. Don't you worry about it. So sweet. I know you're going to whoop his ass later. <laughs> <laughs> so, and after that, it was a funny little scene here that doesn't really go anywhere. It's another scene that probably could have just been cut. But he's interview. Oh, not he. Eddie is interviewing assassins at an arcade. And it's a dude that comes up. He does nothing but like grunt and shit. But he gives the dude a piece of paper. He's like, yo, I want double. He's like, why the fuck you want double? And dude like head busts the table real hard and breaks that bitch. And your man's Eddie's like, yo, give him whatever he wants, bro. Uh, the first guy was more uh, was hilarious too. He all he does is hand uh, um, hand Rocco a newspaper. Is like, uh, oh yeah, about a uh, co-ed getting thrown into an incinerator or something. Like he's like, you did the incinerator job. Yeah, yeah that's my, he has my finest work. And he's like, you're in. But yeah, that's when you find that's when they're in the arcade, Chris, because he goes upstairs and Angie's. I get look like they're shooting another music video, and he tells them all to you know beat it, and they need to talk, and he hands them the quarters like you was talking about. Go play some games. Go hit NBA Jam or some. Oh, that's not out yet. Go play Galaga or something. This man's playing Galaga. That's right. There's the reference for you folks. Anita, tell me about Angie stepping up to Eddie though. You said you like that. Oh yeah, she's. Like performing in front of him with like a couple of background dancers mm-hmm. for like a new song. And then they finish and then like Chris said, he gives them the quarters for them to go to the arcade. Oh, you're gonna yell at me, I'm sorry. No, to go no, to the arcade and then um I don't remember what broached the topic, but basically she's like Saying how she's like tired of doing this and like maybe we should just stop oh, at this point. She, she says she, they brought up something about Leroy and she's like, "Well, you're not going to kill him, are you?" Oh yeah, plan on killing Leroy. He's like, "Nobody's gonna do that to me and get away with it." Yeah, that's what changed the subject. It's always the little he has little man syndrome, and then little and your ball. <laughs> not even ball. You got that slope. Uh, uh, Costanza slope. And then he starts, like, coming at her super hard, like, basically being like, you're nothing, no one, like, you're basically, like, your boobs or whatever, what gets you ahead in life. You're a hygienist, basically. He's a dental school dropout. Yeah. um, And then she, like, fights back. Like, she comes at him super heavy and is like, look, you're using me, first off, like, to try to get ahead in life. Like, you're a user and your life really wouldn't be nothing without using me. And I'm out of here, basically. She was like, fuck you. Peace out. They town down, motherfucker. And she was like, and these boobs got you as far as uh, they've taken you. And then, like, walked out. I like that comment. (laughs) <laughs> boobs ain't getting you no further motherfucker of course he don't give a fuck because he's so adamant about getting Leroy he ain't even thinking about that shit because he immediately after this goes and he hires Chris's boy show enough and this is where he had the toupee on and that's where I was confused I'm like wait where the fuck he has hair all of a sudden <laughs> just for this one so I guess that's just respect that you gotta show show enough you better come in here with hair motherfucker they probably shot this before and yeah. then changed their mind or like no nah, he needs to be bald thing. But we're not going to read. You know what it probably is with this movie being an hour and 49 minutes? There probably was some scene or some joke somewhere that got cut. But they couldn't cut it out of this because this scene was too important. Mm-hmm. It just probably was like a scene where the dude was like, oh, you're going to put on your two pair? He's like, oh, I put on my two pair. Then there was some shit like that. That happens a lot. But I bet there's something on the cutting room floor with him and his goddamn two pairs. You never see it again after this either. <laughs> but he hired Show Enough. And Show Enough was like, man, I don't want no money. I just want to fuck him up. So you just tell me where to meet him at, and you ain't got to worry about nothing else, which is perfect. Save my money. And Leroy's riding around with Laura, and he, she trying to she dropping hints on him, like Chris was saying. She's like, "Yo, I want I want the dick," because he's like posing. He's like, "Well, my friend, you know, was asking about this and this," and she's like, "Oh, well, you." He's like, "Oh, no, no, not me." Because 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 of, of some shit. Um, Richie was talking to him about like, mm-hmm. like yo, you don't even got a paintbrush. You don't know nothing. I don't do none of the 
You don't know nothing about no moves. You, you know, I had all this time being older. He like, so my, my friend was wondering, like, how do you work the stroke game? <laughs> Basically. How you paintbrush that shit? And she's like, oh, well, you can just do it. He's like, oh, no, not me. It's for my friend. She's like, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, I'd love to show you some moves sometime. Oh. <laughs> he, he, he got it secure, but I even know it's secure. Well, he, yeah. You know, he knows something up because right before that scene, he looks at him, he's like, yo, is it, it kind of hot in here? And they're in the fucking drop tops. That's the joke. <laughs> so they're riding around and then they get to the uh, club because she's telling him at 7 Heaven the club, I got, I got a surprise for you, bro. You're going to love this shit, bro. It's going to be hype. And they get there and she's playing the glow song sung by the homie Willie Hutch. I forgot Willie Hutch did that song. And he's playing and it's on the screen and showing like sunsets and moons and all kind of crazy shit. But then she starts dropping in motherfucking big boss uh, clips, the Ice Factory movie, dropping clips from that. Because he says, oh, it's the Fist of Fury. And I'm like, it's not fucking Fist of Fury. It's the big boss. But I don't blame him for that because it's 1985. And that's what they, when they brought those movies over here, they changed the fucking titles for some reason. I don't know why. But, <laughs> but that's what they're playing. Though. They're playing a bunch of clips from that. He is hype. He like, yeah, he starts doing the moves along with him on the screen and everything. And girl, he comes down next to him and drops that kiss on him. And he kind of does it like a little, like that type of shit. Then he starts looking at the screen again. And I guess Bruce Lee gave him that energy he needed because then he said, fuck it. And he got, he dropped it. She was, she was slick with that. She, she, she put a kissing scene in there. That's true. That's right. There was a scene that he watched. I forgot about that. And that's when she got that kiss and he was all shy acting. And he's like, fuck it. It's vanity. Mm-hmm. Let's go for it. And I'm pretty sure at this point, wasn't the brother up in the rafters watching too? Yeah, he, he got he saw he saw that and he got pissed. No, Chris, you know what he got. And I got a button just yeah. for that. Yeah, he got yes, that. Yes, sir. He's like, you, why you up on my he over here on my, up on my girl like that shit, man? No, he keeps saying, you up on my lady. That's my lady right there. Treat her like a lady. Temptations. We're gonna talk about that in a couple minutes. But yeah, no, he up there salty as fuck, knowing damn well that his 12-year-old ass ain't getting nowhere close. And there's even a point later in the movie, I see in the scene, where when your boy leaves and he's up there in the rafters talking shit, Anita even pointed out, like, she talking to him like a kid because, motherfucker, you a kid. Yeah, stay in your place. Know your place, little one. But as I said, though, your boy Bruce Leroy ends up leaving. Why? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Do you remember, Chris? He just uh, runs he- out. No, because he um he saw that that uh, um scene where Bruce Lee was dressed up like a um electrician. Oh yeah 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 from Fist of Fury. That's when he was undercover in the game. The idea. That's right. Because mm-hmm. she even and points I, at the screen. I, she was like, "What's under, that?" He's like, "Oh, undercover he, is some dumb guy." Yeah. Because when she pointed it out at the screen, she asked, "Like, what's that? Like, why is he dressed up like a telephone worker?" And that's when you see that brain blast. Like, "Oh shit, I got an idea!" <laughs> and he runs up out of there. And then you know what happens after that, folks. Laura gets abducted again because they just straight up come through the back door and swoop her ass and the baby being the damsel in distress. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I don't know. I don't think they took the little dude. I know he was there, but I don't remember if they took him or they not. They took him too. They took him too. Okay. Because yeah, he because he made himself known by yelling out, "Hey, get oh, your yeah. hands off my baby!" And then your boy was even laughing like, <laughs> "Get that nigga." So your man's got the idea though. He ain't gonna dress up like a telephone worker. He gonna dress up like a pizza delivery boy. Since you know the fam got the pizza anyway, and he tells him he got a pepperoni pizza with bean, bean sprouts I fucking love bean sprouts I don't know about on pizza though I've also never racist, thought about that but okay. oh yeah <laughs> there's a lot of that like semi-racism going on on both ends cause right after that and I get, like I said I guess it's that 50-50 it's like you take a punch I give you a punch back cause even after you see the bean sprout thing they looking at the black dude like hey you know how to shoot craps right 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, over there trying to learn how to shoot craps. Chris, you know how to shoot craps? Hell no. Me neither. You know how to play spades? No. Me neither. <laughs> you know how to play domino? No. I've done it before, but I don't remember, so fuck it. Me neither. <laughs> we ain't black, apparently, Chris. We, apparently, we ain't black. We ain't black. We ain't invited to the cookouts. Y'all need to quit inviting everybody to the goddamn cookout anyway, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all doing that shit, and then y'all act surprised when these people y'all invite to the cookout be on some fuck shit. Right. Don't let everybody in your house. Don't you let everybody in your cookout. Up getting shot. You don't know, and you don't know who was. I ain't shot. talking about getting shot. <laughs> I ain't talking about people. Oh, I didn't think they was like that. Well, you know why? You should have investigated more before you just let everybody in your shit. Damn it, black folks. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just saying. I'm leaving it at that. Quit inviting everybody to our shit, motherfuckers. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but he brings him the pizza, man. He ends up he's going on he because at first he's trying to you know do his little jive talk, like trying to figure out how to say it and he say it right. But then he ends up just talking normal any fucking way. Mm-hmm. And he gets inside and he's telling them like, oh yeah, I know how to shoot craps. And he got them basically playing hopscotch. He's like, this is how we do it up in Harlem or some shit. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how the fuck do you play hopscotch? This has been so long since I've seen anybody do that. How do you do that? I always thought you were supposed to like throw the like rock or something, and then whatever number you land on is what number you stop at. You have to hop to without hitting the lines. I think yeah. Somebody. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, I just it's been so fucking long, bro. <laughs> I've never played. I've I, I tried it once, and I was just like. Um, I'm too uncoordinated for this shit. You know, I had a sister, so <laughs> if she asked me to do it, I was like, sure. But it's been so goddamn long, bro. But yeah, he ends up finding out, though, that there is no master at some dungoy because the whole thing has been a ruse from the beginning. It's actually a computer in the back making fortune cookies. And I guess they're there just to hide the secret for their business. Because he ended up, they end up trying to trick him into going outside, and they're like, oh, the master is coming to wait out here. And then he gets pissed, and I was like, bro, kick that door in. And he, he kicked that door, and I was like, "Thank you." Like, you gotta do, you gotta quit being so uh, so much of a passive character, dog. You gotta have some action, motherfucker. He is basically Goku. <sighs> yeah, at least he ain't got no kids, I guess, though. I mean, Vanity's trying. She is trying. <laughs> she probably pumped one out not soon after the end of this movie, I'm sure. But he finally does step in there, and that's when he gets the information and everything. And that's when he's like, oh, "I gotta go talk to my master because this some bullshit." He told me it was going to be something here. And I, I mentioned it earlier, too, and I got to say it now. Um, in the scene where they were shooting craps, I was like, oh, shit, because they was playing the Temptations in the background. Did you catch it, Chris? No, I didn't. They was playing. It's, well, it's the later Temptations. It's like the 80s, but it was like the song Treat Her Like a Lady was playing. Oh. That's when I, that's my shit. That's like the last, like I think, like hit Temptation song they ever had. I think Otis was the only one left in the group at that point. Yeah. 1980, Dang. whatever. That's a good song, though. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. I was like, Motown's Barry Gordy. That's his shit, so he can play it on there. So, yeah, so all that shit happened finally. And you also find out he goes and talks to the master, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he gave him a fortune cookie, but he pulled the fortune out the side of him. So when your boy opened it, it was like, it's nothing here. Then he tells him, like, oh, you know that belt buckle you got? Motherfucker, that ain't nothing. That's just, oh, well, that medallion is really a belt buckle. And he's like, the glow isn't a place that you have yet to visit, that have you have yet to seek out, motherfucker. And when you find that place, the glow will awaken. Mm-hmm. Now nah, I'm out of five. Gee, I got to go to Miami, bitch. So he bangs up and he uh, goes to get ready to. He's finally going to take some action, folks. It took about an he's hour and like 20 minutes. Basically, told him, You're looking for an answer you already know. Exactly. You just ain't looked deep enough within yourself yet. Message. Mm-hmm. But he's about to, he's getting strapped up and everything with his ninja stars. And then the little homie that can't fight came up and was like, Yo, let me roll with you. He's like, All right, bet, get a weapon. When he goes into the closet, he locks him in there. He's like, Yo, I got to do this alone, play boy. Jimmy, why? Jimmy. Perfect. So he goes to seventh heaven. 
And for the really the first time majorly in this movie, you get to see Bruce Leroy fighting. It took a long mm-hmm. time, folks, but we finally here. Yeah. And he's whooping ass. Like all those assassins that he hired that in that other scene, they all getting their ass beat. But I was laughing because the boxer dude is like, yo, let's just handle this right now. And he pulls a gun out. And I'm like, yeah, it's 1985, motherfucker. Like, where the guns at? I know somebody got one. But Eddie is like, no, fuck that. Eddie's a showman. He tried to be like, man, let them let them handle this with their hands, man. Well, not that. He was like, motherfucker, I spent a lot of money setting this shit up and yeah. hiring these people, bro. Like, hell no. You better let this shit play out. Mm-hmm. And so that's your reason, folks. If you're wondering why he don't just get shot, they actually do answer that question for you, which I was wondering. <laughs> But he starts beating everybody ass and then Anita got hyped because then little Jimmy bring the whole squad with him. All the little homies run up in there and they start whooping ass. That was so mm-hmm. cute. One little homie in particular, was he looked like a mini Bolo Young out here and he was beating the fuck. He even teabagged the motherfucker at one point. Highly disrespectful. Chris, Disrespect. who was the familiar face in this scene? I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, the little man was a uh, somebody you probably will know later on. Named Ernie Reyes Jr. I thought so. Yeah, look now when you said that, I was like, oh, I know who he's talking about. The little homie that you like that was putting in all the work. It's a dude named Ernie Reyes Jr. popped up in a lot. He was in the Ninja Turtles movies and shit, if I remember right, mm-hmm. or in one of them. Yeah, first one I think. First one, yeah, he pops up in a bunch of shit. And I, I, and I remember when you said that, it clicked with me because I saw in the end credits that one of the choreographers for the fight scenes was Ernie Reyes Sr. So I'm like, yeah. oh, so Junior's here somewhere. He was a kid in the Forbidden Child too, right? The Forbidden Child. Uh, Eddie Murphy movie. The Golden Child. Golden Child, that's something. No, that was a girl, I think. I think that was a little girl, if I remember right. Oh, shit. Now, so that wasn't Ernie. But that's him here, though. Oh, no, I was was telling her, Chris, because she was so hype about seeing the little kids fight. And I was like, oh, you would love Three Ninjas. You remember Three Ninjas? Yep. That was like the three white kids. That was the the hype back in the day when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out. It was that, Power Rangers, Three Ninjas, all that shit. That's basically what it was. If you like Power Rangers, you like Three Ninjas. I was hyped that they, like his students all came to help him. I don't know if I was hyped to see all the kids <laughs> fighting, but I thought that was sweet. It was a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. They came in there. Put, even the homie that was getting his ass beat that couldn't fight is even putting in work out here now. <laughs> and he's even shocked by it. Like when he beat the one dude, he looked almost at the camera like, oh shit. He, he threw with a one punch and hit somebody. He's like, oh shit. You like, I can do I can that? Do this. Yeah. <laughs> so the kids put in all kind of work to the point where Eddie is like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of here now because everybody getting their ass beat. So he takes Vanity and I think the little homie too. No, 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 no. Fuck that because I laughed hard at this because the dude, they left him tied up in the ropes. Chris, how does he get out of his ropes? Oh, he pop blocks out of his <laughs> Damn out of the, right. I had to rewind that shit for Anita because I'm like, oh, you got no. She was looking down I'm like, no, you got to see that shit. <laughs> My man legit was hitting the pop lock and got out next. If I'm ever tired of in ropes, I'm going to try that shit. And I'm going to see if it works. Start of- locking that shit. Beat Street the <laughs> fuck out of there. It came out a year before this, damn it. But yeah, so he ends up following them to the warehouse they're at. And he ends up almost getting his ass beat because he he takes out one dude and did, but then the other one of Show Nuff's dudes come. He kicks him in the knee and it sounded like he kicked a fucking metal wall. I guess mm. showing that his legs is on point out here. So Bruce Leroy had to step in him. He beat that dude's ass. Yeah, because because Richie got yeeted up against a pipe, so he probably got a concussion. That's right. He threw him into like a pile of trash, and the back of his head hit a big metal canister. I didn't notice that. Neither pointed that out, but I heard a, like a little cling. I didn't even I realize the there was clean. a metal thing. <laughs> he beat his ass, and he ended up locking little man's inside the gate. Like, yo, stay the fuck in here, bro. I gotta handle this. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And then you finally, finally, in finally. this fucking movie. Get to see him fight Show Nuff, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Show Nuff is whooping that ass. They kind of evenly matched for a minute. They, they're 50 50 
for a little bit. And but then he kicks him through a wall. And then when your boy comes back again, that's when he charges up and you find out that Shonuf got that motherfucking glow, homie. Well, fir- first, uh, what, uh, uh, what does it do? Uh, uh, Shonuf kicks him through a wall mm-hmm. and then pulls a disappear, and then Leroy pulls a disappearing trick. Mm-hmm. And come, uh, uh, sneaks him. And then when, and then, uh, when he, uh, when he sneaks and gets the advantage of him and kicks him, uh, on the, on the floor, uh, he, uh, Leroy turns around, sure enough, disappears, pulls a Jason Voorhees, mm-hmm. and then comes out of nowhere and starts uh, uh, um, pulls out the glow. Yeah, and his shit is red, so you know he's bad. He's like, we got the red lightsaber in Star Wars. You know they bad when they pull that bitch out. He's Vegeta because you can't, you don't have to be pure to have to have that power. It can be, uh, you can just be pure, pure, pure ugh, full of pure rage. There you go. And he is. He mad, and he starts beating the absolute shit out of old Leroy, wearing his ass out. And then he even, oh no no no, he, that's how he actually awakens this shit because he's beating the fuck out of him, and he starts putting his head inside that big ass bucket of water, whatever that was. And he's like, mm-hmm. and your boy Eddie's like, yo, drown that motherfucker already. As beat him down, said he was handing him like a two piece with a biscuit, filled out the survey, gave him some, um, gave him an extra piece <laughs> on the side. Now you beating, beating the fuck out, and like the brakes are well beaten off this motherfucker. Like he should be dead as fuck, but he not though, because your boy Show Enough just want him to say it. He want him to say when I say who the baddest, what the fuck do you say? You say Show Enough, motherfucker. And then here so who's the baddest? He just kept saying he 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 kept himself quiet. He's just like who's the baddest? Nothing. Quiet. Douse your ass one more time. You thirsty bitch. All right, back in the water. Pull you back up. Who the baddest? Oh, you want some more? All right, bitch, back in the water. And then when that second time when he goes into the water, that's when he starts having revelations, Chris. Mm. He starts thinking about everything. It finally, after all this damn time in this movie, it finally starts clicking with this motherfucker. Like, oh, wait finally. a minute. That's what he meant. I got to look into myself. Because there's a clip with Vanity saying like, oh, you sure look like a master to me. So then when mm-hmm. he pulls him up again, he's like, who is the master? And he's like, I am. Super Saiyan, bitch. Turn yellow. Dick and then go, made him go into Super Saiyan mode. There basically. you go. I gotta go fuck vanity after this bitch. I'm the master. And he, his glow is yellow, and he starts beating the shit out of Shonuff. Shonuff, and I did laugh because they even got the sound effect like because Shonuff is like getting his ass beat. His glow is like starting to flicker, and it even has like the little electricity flicker sound effect and shit. Beating the glow off your bitch ass, and then well no he doesn't no he I thought he killed Shonuff. I was about to say he killed him, but he didn't kill him. I forgot he pulled him up, but he beats the fuck out Shonuff, knocks him into that same bucket of water. And the way they filmed that, and the way his shit was flowing, I'm like, oh, is he dead? <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! Knock the fuck out. But then I think he picks him up. And he like hangs him off the edge so he doesn't drown. I was like, ah, should left him in there. <laughs> but the Eddie is like, all right, you know, fuck this shit. Now I'm done with all this. Pulls out the chopper and shoots fucking uh, Leroy right in the damn face. But and Anita called this before it happened. Tell him what happened, Anita. Oh, I was like, is he gonna catch? Because we had the whole like arrow thing in the beginning when he was training and i was mm-hmm. like is he gonna catch this bullet i thought he was gonna catch it or something which I, he technically did i mean he did but like are you gonna catch it like head by hand yeah oh shit which i guess would like go through his hand i would love that if he tried to but I'm like a bullet should go through his mouth like the fact that you were able to stop a bullet with your teeth is ridiculous to that like for when him and um showing that first talked in the movie theater Mm-hmm. That's all thunder. Like they dropped that line way early in the movie. You hear rumors about you catching bullets with your teeth, mm-hmm. nigga? Please. Yeah. <laughs> aren't you, and when you shoot bullets, aren't they very hot? Yes. Okay. I it just. Is. Yeah, that's how strong he is. He got the, the glow covers his teeth too. It's like Invisalign. Oh. Like 
Now, it would have been hilarious is when he it did. It is heat and velocity, basically. Th- there you go. No, nah, it should have been when he did the smile at the end, like, and he like moved the little bullet. He should have like his teeth should just fell out with it. That would have been hilarious. There you go, like you're done now. Nothing but jello for you, mom. I would have preferred like a a matrix dodge the bullet. I don't know. That was a little much for me. Or he had just like the little like Resident Evil Six like grades on his cheek, like it just missed his face or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, there's goofy as this movie is. You gotta have him catch it with his teeth. You got to, <laughs> unless like you said, he caught it with his hand, which would have been, in my opinion, even funnier. <laughs> or just like he try to reach out for it and it just go through the back of his fucking hand. Like, hey, I would have died. I mean, if he could do it with his teeth, he could have just went boop or something. Or he just catch it with his index finger and his thumb, like bitch. Nope. <laughs> or you know what he should have did? He should have broke out them goddamn chopsticks. Oh my gosh, that was. <laughs> I catch you with some he should have caught it with the motherfucking chopsticks. He should have caught That'd it have with the That would have been great. No, I told Anita what he should have did, Chris, and I would have loved this movie if he did it. Is that when he rolled him over and he saw the bullet in his teeth and he like opened his eyes and smiled? He should have been like. Spit that shit right through his forehead. Marked Ooh. his ass. That would have been hard. R rating, but yeah, that would be hard. Oh, they could have cut away from it. It's fine. They didn't have, they wouldn't have had to show it going, but just to just, just home go. And so you will go, oh, and fall over. That would have been the best. But again, like, it is, it's a kid's movie, Chris, at the end of the day. So you can't do that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But he catches the bullet and he ends up hanging homie from like some chains until the police come and get him. Because randomly, like the police, the, I guess the show producers... All were searching for them, and they just so happened to find. I guess maybe the, the people told them where they went or something. I don't. Yeah, they may, it, was it the abandoned building next to Seventh Heaven, or was it just like a, a random? I don't building? know where the fuck they went. I know it was a little warehouse building or something, but that's all I saw. But they come and the, wrap this fucking movie up because the police get dude showing up his land there. Maybe he going to jail too because the white dude is immediately trying to say, "Oh, they assaulted me, and yeah, they did said, this." Eddie Arcadian, you're going away for a long time. Yeah. So his ass is grass. And mm-hmm. they take Gurley back to Seventh Heaven. They do her hair and everything. She's worried because she's looking around. She's like, where's Leroy? But Leroy ain't dead. Where'd Leroy go? And they cut back to Seventh Heaven. You know, all the people are dancing, the music video playing. But they look at her. She in the DJ booth kind of with the palm on her cheek just looking like, I don't give a fuck about none of this no more. This shit ain't nothing. <laughs> but then in the background, you see somebody wearing all white come in. And he got some flowers. And he, got, he got a white Leroy. and gold D on. Yeah. Leroy is here and she gets hype, runs her ass. That one, she doesn't run down there because he's trying to yell something to her. And I don't know why his dumb ass is trying to yell over these loud ass speakers. But he, when they finally cut, they cut the speaker off, they go to commercial or something, they said. And he just yells out, Can you teach me some moves? Because remember, I said earlier, she's like, oh, I love to teach you some moves sometimes. She was talking about fucking though. So I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to do that with the TV cameras on. Unless it's a different channel than I thought it was. <laughs> The Spice Channel. I remember that shit. I ain't, I couldn't watch it, but I tried. You know, legitimately back in the day, for you youngins, you had to browse this music. You try and get to the uh, the channel, but they had the fuzzy shit, and you could kind of just yeah. barely make it out. There was a t- I was back there with the motherfucking coat hanger one time in the motherfucking TV port, and I got it to come in clear once. Glorious day, folks. Same. That's all I'll say. Same. I got it. I got it to come in once. Anyways, and the little brother's friend was like, "You see this? What do you call him? Cornball. Cornball." And he was like, "Pushed him. He's like, that's my brother." Yeah. Before he didn't want him to call him his brother, but now he's claiming him as his brother. Yeah, the whole movie he been saying there, "Don't tell nobody you my brother." And mm-hmm. now he's like, "Nah, he my brother." And he, as Chris said, he's the master. <laughs> and he about to be the master with old girl. Because Laura's over there, they, they kissing and hugging. They about to get that Spice Channel going. I told you, folks. <laughs> Cue the Brazzers music. 
get the coat hanger ready. Because <laughs> they get to the center of the little dance floor, and there's like a little podium that goes up. And I don't know where it's taking them to, but they go up into the sky as Smokey Robinson is playing. And that is The Last Dragon, folks. So we're going to be back in a second. But first, we got promos and some ads. So don't you dare go nowhere, because then we're going to tell you what we think about The Last Dragon. Does it suck? You'll know soon enough. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we? I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine. Yes. What do we talk about on the superiority complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the superiority complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. <laughs> I tried to get Anita to say nerdy stuff. She wouldn't do it. That's Justine's line. Why are you Justine ain't here. <laughs> she ain't here. I like Justine. She ain't here, though. She ain't here, though. Yeah. Chris, you wanted us to watch this movie. So first, what do you think about The Last Dragon? Wait, I have fun trivia. Oh, oh, oh. Trivia. Hold on, hold on. Yes. What's okay. up with the trivia? Because I know some fun facts. Oh, are they super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. See, I said other people's stuff. They say our shit I all the time. I think so. <laughs> What's up? Um, during the introductory training sequence, Leroy Green karate chops um, an arrow as it soars past him. Mm-hmm. It was a real stunt, and Ooh. it took two hours to get right. Oh, so he really did that shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, it took you two hours. You still I mean, eventually. <laughs> we all can't be perfect the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, for the role of Leroy Green, the filmmakers considered Mario Van Peebles, Ooh. Wesley Snipes, Ooh. and Lawrence Fishburne oh, also auditioned and lobbied hard for the lead role. I would have of those three. Who would y'all wanted to see the most? I don't really Probably know who Mario Van Peebles. Uh, Mario Van Peebles, you have seen. Oh, he was the bad guy in Highlander Three, the one we watched with Stephen Izzy. He was the bad guy in a Highlander movie. The black dude. He was black. Yeah, Marvin Peebles. Oh, okay. Um, that I guy. think I was thinking of the the actual the other lead. Oh, not the lead actor, not Christopher Lambert. I, no. I think I, there was also talks um, from what I heard talks with uh, Billy Blanks too. Yeah, Billy Blanks seemed like he'd be kind of old though. I don't. Well, no, it was in eighty five though. Yeah, yeah, cause, okay. This would have been young Larry, right? Yeah, yeah, because Boys in the Hood is ninety one. This has been eighty five. So okay, I'm in on Larry. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Marvel Van Peebles would have been funny. But Marvel Van Peebles actually played a bad guy in a movie called Exterminator 2 as well. So mm-hmm. that would have been fun. We got to get Marvel Van Peebles movies. See. Yeah, just to see how it... I was like, oh, Marvel Van Peebles, he was rapping. He was the main character in rapping, the black dude that was rapping. That's Marvel Van Peebles, if oh. you remember that. That was a while ago I, I now. Don't, at first, I don't think I'm thinking... I, don't, I remember him being a lot more dark-skinned in Highlander. Oh, I mean, when they, I think they kind of, man. That movie is dark film, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Marvel, people's directed New Jack City, too. Oh, I forgot you didn't like New Jack City, man. What else you got? 
Um, you guys are right. Angela was partnered after Sydney Lauper. There you go. That's what she looked like. Uh, the film starred Julius Carey. Uh, did not practice any. F- oh, show enough. When the film started, when the started filming, Julius Carey did not practice any form of martial arts. Yep. Uh, Denzel Washington <laughs> auditioned for both Leroy and Show. Oh my God! If he had been Show enough, Chris, <laughs> that'd have been that's a fucking awesome. movie. Lawrence Fishburne and motherfucking uh, Denzel. That would have been good. It would have been another type of movie altogether. Man. <laughs> Uh, Vanity was the first and only choice to play Laura Charles. Uh, Leroy wears the same jumpsuit Bruce Lee wore in Game Game of of Death. Death. Uh, Motown Records released an original soundtrack album for the film featuring songs from popular artists, including Vanity, Stevie Mm -hmm. Wonder, Rockwell, El DeBarge, The Temptations, uh, Cyretti, right? Sarretta uh, and oh. Smokey Robinson. You can't. No love for Willie Hutch. Oh, no. Willie Hutch sung the damn glow song. That's hilarious. Uh, the movie was shot in 44 days. Mm. Oh, did you catch this? Because I kind of caught it, but it like threw me off. What's up? Leroy calls his baby sister Lotus Blossom. Yes. The father calls her Sophia and the mother calls her Natasha. I didn't I hear it. the mom. I noticed that he called her one thing, the dad called her something else. Yeah, I was like. Oh, were these like nicknames? I thought maybe they were like nicknames, but I wonder if that was on purpose or they, an accident. They literally, uh, um, the um, the brother uh, said, you're going to give her whiplash, giving her all those names. Uh, Richie, Richie did mention that. Oh, okay. I didn't hear uh, that line either. I didn't hear that or the mom. either. When asked what was in the fish tank, Charles Murney revealed that he actually hit his face on a metal pipe. Because remember he had Ooh. a little cut on mm-hmm. his... I, yeah, I thought that's supposed to be like a fish bit him or something. I, I like know. I was hit. wondering if that was intentional or not. Oh. Um, that's why in one scene, in his character, uh, when Leroy pulls him out of the tank, he has a cut above his Oh, eyebrow. so he actually just banged him against a pipe. <laughs> and then, <laughs> interesting vanity fact. Oh. Uh, stated in several interviews that she was heavily addicted to drugs for yeah. over a decade, including while making this film. Yeah. Um, you can actually see... Get in her appearance that she looked unhealthy. Could you? Did you notice? A little bit, but nothing. I just kind of thought it was the movie. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I still saw her as 80s hot, so I didn't even <laughs> she's very pretty. No, she's. I mean, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt like it was. It was like some moments where her eyes looked a little sunken in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't even peep that. Yeah, that was it. That's it. That was my trivia. I got one more. What's up? I, I think um I heard that the dude who played Show Enough, Julius McCary, he was too tall for them to get a stunt actor. Oh, he had to do his own stunts. I mean, it wasn't much, so good. Just throw yourself over there in the corner, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, well, Chris, now this was your idea. You really been? You said you've been gunning for this movie for a long time. Tell me mm-hmm. why. Tell me why. So, this is just a a pure fun fun time for me. Like just. Watching this movie, I, I got like emaciated into it, and just, uh, just like for all of the corniness and campiness of it, I just rolled with it and had fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is it the best? No, but is it fun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for that, for that, for me, it gets a ten. Oh shit! Whoa! I didn't know he's gonna go that high. That's I crazy. was not expecting. Not a plus because. You did point out, like you said, um, like it, it took a little bit to get started at the beginning. 
yeah with the, uh, with the um like the music videos and stuff that's like i said that scene that the breaks was was not even hit they were smashed in that scene bro i'll say that <laughs> okay that's the only reason it's not a plus hey i, I had a, i knew it was gonna be high i didn't know if it's gonna be a 10 though i tell you what's not gonna be high anita what'd you think of the last dragon um i, I think you think i think you think i thought it was a lot more horrible than it was it really wasn't um I don't know. I wouldn't be running to watch it. Don't get it twisted. But I definitely wasn't bored watching it. There were the scene with the bullet was too much. But <laughs> that was I too just, much. I was just couldn't. And then for some reason, I don't know. I wish they would have just let like the glow be like an internal thing. I thought the oh, fact not that they actually show it showing. Oh. I thought it was a. I thought that was a little much too. But then when I think like, okay, this this was a kids movie, but then you have this little boy who should not be having these conversations, even though they're trying to make it as subtle as talking about the moves, which essentially talking about sex. I'm that's like, common in the eighties, though. That's yeah. a, that's very common in these movies. <laughs> This was PG eighties or, or nowadays would be PG thirteen. Yeah, no, nah, this that's a very common thing for like it's always like the young dude or like brother or like little lackey dude that's like talking all kind of crazy shit like that. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, I was just like, okay, they're picking and choosing here. Yeah, but okay, like the little streetwise young dude. That's what they like to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a story. Wasn't bad. Laura was that her name? Yes. Yeah, she got kidnapped like one too many times for me. I thought two would have been enough. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. And then uh, the fight scenes were minimal. Yeah, it wasn't enough. I'll it wasn't that. enough. Like I said, the to me, the better of the scenes. I don't even think it was the final one. I liked the first one. That was probably my favorite. And the first fight scene? The one where they were trying to take her in the car. Oh, outside on the sidewalk. Yeah. Okay. But it was like a lot of cutaway. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't like amazing. But I'm like, at least it was a little fun. Um, I give it a six. Six, okay. Now I was wondering because I, I noticed when we was watching, she was on her phone for a lot of the early part of the movie. So I was like, uh oh. Yeah. And I put it down a little closer to the middle towards the end. It was a, it was a little better. Yeah. Um, um, it's not gonna be as high as Chris. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> I had issues, but they, like Chris said, though, it's a goofy fucking kids movie. I can't be that mad at it for real. And it's black folks mm-hmm. making shit. So I ain't never gonna be mad at that. But no, like the biggest grievance I had with the movie, well, two, the two biggest grievances I have with the movie is one, it ain't enough fighting in this kung fu movie. We're the kung fu in the kung fu movie. I need more of that. Bruce Lee World was lightweight a hole for most of this movie. I hate to say that about you, brother, but you was kind of a hole in this whole movie. I say that like he's a real person. But <laughs> but I was waiting on you know, like the whole movie, he letting everybody get this shit off and like, go fight somebody. And that's why, like she said, when you get to that first fight scene, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh, thank you. This is what the fuck I want. But it's like if you watch Beat Street and they didn't do breakdance until the end of the movie. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? So that was annoying. And then, like I said, that whole sequence with Laura introduction with the VJ and, and the bag I introduction, like that shit legitimately killed me for like 15 minutes. I was like, oh my God, would y'all please get past this shit already? Get back to Bruce Leroy. And maybe y'all disagree with me on this, but I think the white dude, whole storyline back, he could have not even been here. Like we didn't even need that motherfucker. You could have really what? just had show enough realized that Laura was into homeboy or they was out. He caught them out together or something. And he kidnapped oh, her. He did all that shit. Yeah, Eddie, Ar- he, he didn't even need to be here. That took up a lot of motherfucking like runtime with that motherfucker. And for him, not even really, they get that great of it come up and see there. I mean, you go to jail. I'm sure. laughing at Eddie Arcadia most of the time. I mean, that's what he's there. He's the comedy relief because, like I said, show enough is the bad guy. Or at least I thought mm-hmm. he was the bad guy, but he don't get nowhere near as much screen time as homeboy. Dude, the white man is the villain. 
<laughs> which is not surprising in these movies. But I wanted more show nothing, less of that motherfucker. Or even if you had him be the character, but you, you take him out earlier in the movie. He don't get to go to the end. We need to show enough. We need a more fighting. But again, if you're not going to have a lot of fighting, then I guess it makes sense to not have a lot of show enough either. So it goes back to my first problem with the movie. Give me more show enough and more fighting. Because honestly, everybody talks about show enough and he is very memorable, but he's barely in this fucking movie. But the scenes that he's in are some of the best parts of the movie at the same time. He is the best part of this movie. Don't get it twisted. He is. If show enough wasn't here and it was opposite and it was all Eddie, fuck this movie. I would not it like it. Yeah. It would have gone from a 10 to a 4. Yeah. Me. No, easily. Like, it would have... Nita gave it a 6, bro. Like, we did try to draw that shit to, like, 3, bro. Like, <laughs> that that loses several points with show enough. So, with the story we got, if we had chopped down that scene with Laura in there, like, we just leave it how it is, but just chop that scene down, it would have probably been a little higher score than what I'm going to end up giving it. But what the way I'm feeling right now, I'm, I'm feeling a 7. It could it could have gotten eight if you had more fighting in this motherfucker. But it's a goofy ass little kids movie, so I'm kind of rating it like such. Like if we had a little homie here and he's like, "Yo, Dawes, let's watch the Last Dragon." I'm like, "All right, cool, put that shit on." I like it more than you got served. It's not like a. I'm not like fighting with the seven like I did last time. It's easy. It's a, it's a seven. It can have a seven. But I don't know if I love it like everybody else do. I don't know if I like like I don't know if I'd buy a Blu-ray and all that shit like that. I might peep it out. Maybe the Blu-ray's three bucks. Or some shit like that, but I don't, I don't, I, it's, you said it earlier, you saw it when he was like eight years old, I think that's the perfect time to see this movie, mm. you see this mm-hmm. shit young, because if you're watching it now as a 32 year old, it don't hit the same, bruh, Mm-mm. and that's where you get the good examples, we, me and Anita, we old farts that never saw this as kids, Chris is an old fart that saw it as a kid, so he get yeah, the experience, even though you saw pieces, but, <laughs> pieces into pieces, but, you got to see that, and you also had the fun of like actually finding, like relearning about it through Code Forty Five. I love when shit like that then, happens. Yeah, and then uh, kind of linking it back to link, being able to link it back to anime, to anime, kind of help help too. And you're a bigger anime fan than I am as well, so I can, again, mm-hmm. I can also see why. He's like you were dropping shit that I didn't, even, I never heard of. So mm-hmm. I know of Dragon Ball Z. Never again. Also, another thing, I, I never got into Dragon Ball Z even as a kid. I like the video games. Everything I know about Dragon Ball Z comes from the video games, the Budokai games, and Legacy of Goku games. Mm-hmm. That's another show where it has the opposite problem, where it's like a whole 20 minutes of fighting with no plot. <laughs> I need something. What? You only watch so many animated punches going at you. Like, if I'm watching boxing or something, I can watch that. Like, it's cartoon Kai shit. solves that, and then Super doesn't do that. Uh, like, I would say skip like the first few few episodes of Super because it covered, unless you've seen the, um, uh, the movie beforehand. And there was a movie um, beforehand that did kind of tied into it. After that, then it's like going into the world, the tournament arc that they're doing, the Universal Universal Tournament. I know what you have told me before and other people have told me before when I complain about not liking Dragon Ball. Everybody says, watch Kai. Watch Dragon Ball Z Kai. That's the one to watch. Yep. So, watch Kai. One day. Skip whatever first movie and watch Super all the way through. That'll get you there. And then watch that. Watch the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. That shit. Thanks. I tell you what, let's pit, let me let's let Brent piss off another like fan group. I've already pissed off Lord of the Rings fans, or and PJ pissed off Star Wars. I'm gonna piss off Dragon Ball fans. Dragon Ball fucking sucks. Woo. I'm not talking about Dragon Ball Z or Super. The Dragon Ball, the original one. That shit sucks. That I tried multiple times to watch that shit. That shit is boring as. I was fuck. bored with it. I'm not gonna lie. I was bored with it. I, get, I got back up. Dragon Ball is. It's more like a, a, a true pack of ass. It's like, energy, 
it's like an introductory for like those little little kids that want to learn about that kind of stuff. Now maybe like, that's oh, a, maybe again that's something you had to watch on Toonami back in the nineties, dog, to get it. But I I, I died. Mm-hmm. I'm like this shit's whack. But yeah, that was the last dragon though. So on that note, I got some Black History for that ass because it's still Black History Month as far as the home of the hustle is concerned. It's Black History Month every week because we read you this every week. And today, oh my God, okay. <laughs> today I'm gonna tell you about Zika de Silva. Born in 1732, passed in 1796. From Brazil, she was born into slavery and became one of the wealthiest Brazilians of her time. Uh, Silva sold to diamond mine owner Jose Fernandez de Oliveira, who who she had a relationship with. Uh, Oliveira changed Silva's status to freed woman, allowing her independence. Also, she got with the right dude. He made do that shit on him, made her ass free out here. I I see what you did, girl. Oh, shit. Well, I I was joking before, but she just proved what I just said. She had 13 children with Oliveira. But God, he, but he later moved back to Portugal with their boys, and she stayed in Tuhuco with their daughters. Then he just took the sons and left. That's kind of fucked. Even after Oliveira left, she still retained her free status. When Silva passed away, she was buried at the Church of São Francisco de Assis, and that was Zica de Silva. So she was a slave, got with some diamond mine owner, had a bunch of kids, got free, and lived and passed as a wealthy ass woman. Shout out to you. Good for her. Let's <laughs> mm-hmm. for them 13 kids, girl. That's crazy. I was joking when I said she threw that shit on him, but I would, I guess so. She did. 13. That's too much. That is, that's way too much. Way too much. Especially imagine pushing out 13. Ugh. Yeah. I ain't Woo. a woman and I won't even want to think about that shit. <laughs> no, that hurt you. me. Uh, all right, Chris. Where the hell can they mm-hmm. find you at online, Playboy? You can find me on... Uh, X. X. At crisscross0018. You can find me on uh, Facebook at Chris Smith. You can find me on um, Instagram and threads at csmith0018. You can find Anita at Lion King stage plays yelling at the people next to <laughs> <laughs> Hype shit. Yeah. Hot shit. Hot shit. <laughs> you can follow the Home Video Hustle on mostly every podcast app and social media app out there. You can follow us mainly on X. X. Or Twitter at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase I cast. You know, I say that one first because, the, I mean, that's just the catchphrase, right? But they changed it to X and they kind of fucked it up. But Twitter, Elon Musk ran a lot of motherfuckers off Twitter. So we actually be getting a lot of folks fucking with us mainly on Instagram these days now and Facebook mm-hmm. or Patreon, which I'll tell you about. But first, you can hit us up on the Instagram page and we are named Homie the Hustle Podcast. I'm sure you just probably type in Homie the Hustle and will pop up. I'm blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on that Facebook page at Home Video Hustle. You can find us on YouTube at Home Video Hustle. And if you want to help support the show and basically be the main hub for the show because this is where you can keep up with all the episodes, the videos, then the exclusive episodes and you can make us watch movies. Like the whole HVH hub right now is at Patreon.com slash Home Video Hustle. There's even, I mean, you can like message us on there too, even. You can like leave comments. You can message us personally. And we got a whole little group in that motherfucker. We be talking sometime. Mm-hmm. So that's probably, if you love us and want to fuck with us the most and the quickest and all that shit, patreon.com slash home video hustle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it, except for Anita. What are we watching next? We're watching Brown Sugar. Well, that's not too bad, I guess. Cameron, I know that's a hip hop movie too, technically a little bit. That's what I picked. I kind of wanted to watch Just Right, but <laughs> oh, the uh, Queen Latifah movie uh-huh. with Common. Uh huh. 
That's not the one. Oh, that's not the one where she dying. That's the one where she, LL Cool J where she dying. No, last holidays. Last right. holiday. Yeah. Just right. Like I've never heard anybody talk about Just Right before. But I remember yeah, all the I've never heard I like Just Right. I like Last Holiday too. Damn, I should have bought it. Brown Sugar was actually on sale digital for four ninety nine last week. I should have bought it because now I didn't know we were gonna watch it. But okay, fuck it. Yeah, Brown Sugar. I can do that. That's cool. I like. I can say already before I can watch the movie. I love the soundtrack. <laughs> I have a copy of the soundtrack somewhere. There you go. But the movie I don't know shit about. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, Sonata Lathan gets a happier ending than she did in Loving Fucking Basketball. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Better uh, than Loving I've never seen Loving Basketball either. I mean, hey, I watch, mean, watch it if you want. I'm just saying. The movie in that whole is better than Loving Basketball. So. Ooh, them fighting words for somebody out there. Mm-hmm. That's cool. All right, we'll do Brown Sugar next week. I ain't, it's going to be three weeks in a row. Brent's never seen. Yeah. I've never seen Brown Sugar either. So we're going to get that in. But for now, I just got one thing left to tell everybody. I'm Brent. Chris? Oh, Anita. I was waiting. I was doing really good, too. I started talking about bad movies and now she ain't listening no more. DJ's, DJ's, DJ's. Over here doing a better job than Lord Charles. <laughs> I'm telling you, that I would love to have that job, bro. Let me just stand there and just introduce music videos. I would love to be a video jockey, but they don't even play videos no more. Like, that's perfect. I'm in my element like a motherfucker. Let me host Rap City or something. I would. <laughs> man, I would do, do that. better job than Carson Daly on TRL. I host that shit like Steve Harvey on Family Feud. People love that shit so much. I'll never get. I'll never be unemployed. Like just like Steve Harvey will never be until he done doing that shit. He ain't never gonna lose that job. Yes, because there there are pretty much reels of him online. Just like uh, just his reactions to all people's answers on Family Feud. Man, somebody give me a microphone and just like just talk about music. It's over. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's, it's a wrap. I'm I am free. Please hire me. Bars. Bars. Can hear it because of the music, but sorry, don't worry about it. The explosion was there. <laughs> Next week, Brown Sugar. How long is Brown Sugar since she talking to me about how long movies are? Watch hers be like two hours long or something like that. Have you seen Brown Sugar, Chris? You said you hadn't, right? No, I haven't. That's one of Cameron's favorite movies. I might have to see if I can call Cameron. It's an hour and 49 minutes, almost two hours. Actually, just no, it's the same exact length as this movie, actually. Y'all both picking almost two hours. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, thank y'all for listening. Tell me, what do y'all think about The Last Dragon? Did I rate it too low? Did Nita rate it too low? Did he rate it too damn high? Uh-huh. Now let us know on Twitter, or Patreon, Instagram, all, and wherever the fuck you want to hang with us at. Or X, I'm sorry. X. X. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Peace.